0: I was a school SLP for 14 years where I specialized in language literacy and executive functioning, and also held various teaching, leadership, and research roles. Now, I am the host of the DeFacto Leaders Podcast on the Bee Podcast Network, where I help school therapists, teachers, and administrators be leaders on their school teams, no matter their job title. Today, I'm going to talk about what I refer to as the master plan. This master plan is something that you can use to take control of the way that you spend your time so that you can be productive, get things done, and at the same time do it without burning out. This is so common with teachers, anyone working in education, the to-do list is never-ending and you always feel like you could be doing more for your students and it's easy to do that and forget to take care of yourself. But at the same time, we all decided to be involved in education because we want to help people. So there's always that feeling that you could be doing more. The problem that most people have when it comes to productivity and that never-ending to-do list is that they focus more on tactics and tools before they have a system for how they spend their time. But if you don't know how and when to apply those things, they're not going to be that helpful. I see this a lot because I specialize in helping students who have executive functioning issues. Our executive functioning skills are the mental processes that allow us to plan and engage in goal-directed behavior as well as self-regulate. So here's a perfect example of something that I see happening in the school systems with kids. That's something that teachers can also think about when they plan their own lives. And that is that when we're trying to help kids be more organized, there's a lot of emphasis on helping kids to fill out assignment books or checklists. But the problem is, is that most people are just having kids copy down a list of things that somebody else wrote for them. In order for a checklist or a strategy like that to be effective, you have to engage in some internal planning, dialogue, and thought processes before you even get to the point that you're writing things down on a to-do list. And so if you are having your students copy things down on a checklist and they haven't engaged in the internal dialogue to decide what needs to go on that list or to decide when they need to make a list or when they need to get that list out and review it to figure out what they need to do, then they're not going to benefit from it. When kids are just copying things down like that, you have basically done the executive functioning for them. So you have actually done the skill that you want them to practice. There's ways that you can think about this when you're supporting your students, but what I wanted to give you today is something that you can use for yourself. And it's called the master plan. What this strategy is going to do for you is to help you to engage in that internal planning that needs to happen in order for those tools to be useful for you. So what you're actually doing is taking internal thought processes and making them a little bit more visual and tangible by outlining the steps. So I used this when I was finishing my dissertation research while I was working full-time in the schools. So I'm not sure if you're aware, but in a lot of doctoral programs, there's many people who end up ABD, so all but dissertation, which means that they have spent hours and hours going through their doctoral work. A lot of times that requires... You know, obviously a lot of funding, they might have a lot of student loans, and a lot of times what people end up doing is that they do all of that work and then they don't finish their doctorate because they can't finish their dissertation. That actually happens to about half of the people that enter a PhD or other doctoral programs. The thing is, is that a lot of times people end up getting caught in their immediate to-do list, and when they are planning what they need to do, they're thinking about what they need to do right now and not focus on those long-term goals, not get ahead of things. So what I teach people how to do is have a system for thinking about their long-term goals in addition to what needs to happen now. This is something that you can do for a lot of different reasons in your classroom. It's not just for doing research. So I've actually used this for um, when I was in the schools, there was a group of students who needed extended school year services in the summer. But many times with extended school year, you have to be taking data all year long and then show that students are regressing, show that there's a need for them to get services over the summer. And so what we were doing was that we were waiting until May and thinking about, oh, do these students need to go to summer school? And then we didn't have the data to support that decision. So the students were missing out. So I actually used this process for that as well, because we had to start thinking about the data collection in August. So you might have one or two things that are sort of long-term projects that you want to do this school year. And so what I do is that I have people create a 12 to 18 month plan where they first take a 12 to 18 month period and break it down into quarters. So three month periods. And then what you're going to do is you're going to figure out just loosely at a high level, what you're going to do in those 90 day periods. Then you're going to go into the current quarter. So the 90 day period, that's the most immediate. And you want to divide that into one month chunks. So that will be three one month chunks. And then you get a little bit more specific. Figure out what you're going to do in the current 90-day period in each month. And again, this is still pretty high level. It's going to be more specific than what you did for your 12 to 18-month period. But you're going to make it a little bit more specific. Then the next step is that you're going to figure out what you need to do based on what you just did for your your quarterly periods, and then for your monthly periods that are the most immediate, what you're going to do is you're going to focus on the next two weeks. So based on whatever your long-term plan was, you're going to figure out what you need to be doing the next two weeks in order to get to that long-term goal. So here is where I start having people do a more detailed to-do list. What are the things that you need to do each day for the next two weeks? And so, what people do a lot of times is that they focus on their to do list and they haven't been thinking long term. But what I teach people how to do is I have them start with the long term and then I have them focus on the to do list or the checklist or the productivity app. So, we do this after coming up with the system or the plan. And then that's when we get more specific and start using those tactics and tools, using the checklists, using the planners. And what that helps you do is it makes you a lot more specific and focused when you're using that plan. Thanks for listening. And whatever role you have in education, we have a podcast for you at bepodcastnetwork.com. Who among your friends and colleagues needs to hear this message today? Please share it with them right now.